0: Streaming on our YouTube channel, SportsNet's YouTube channel. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, Sammy McKee. With you all for the next two hours. The Toronto Maple Leafs drop an overtime game to the Florida Panthers, but get a shootout victory over the Washington Capitals as we inch closer. To ending the longest NHL season in history. Literally. Correct. Never have we gone this late before. Usually, we are a little ahead of the NBA. Does that sound right? I can't even remember.
1: Score eight goals a night now.
0: The East, as far as the playoff positioning, uh, or at least uh, granting uh, a ticket to the big dance, was pretty much established when? End of November?
1: I am looking at it here on my lineup. The This is from Luke Fox on Twitter. Uh, the Washington Capitals now have 100 points. It's the first time in NHL history that all eight playoff teams in one conference have at least 100 points. All eight teams
0: 100 Do you remember when you had 100? Sick parody, Gary. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah. Chuck the parody <laughs> out the window. And eight... Is very dangerous right now in the East. Yeah. More so than it has been historically. 100-point team is an eight seed. Yeesh. There are some good storylines, I think. Vegas not making the playoffs or potentially missing, still to be determined Mm -hmm. and is undecided, is a huge story. But we'll get into that uh, later uh, on in the show. We got Alan May coming up in about uh, 40 minutes. He, of course, covers the... uh, Washington Capitals, maybe he'll give us an update on O V. Yeah. Because that is not a scene that we're used to. OV disappearing. No. In a hockey game. He
2: wasn't happy either. He sh- sure showed his helmet, the business, when he was walking down the hallway.
0: So what did we make out of uh, this weekend? Because this is something that we've kind of circled on the schedule months ago about how down the stretch they were going to see the likes of the top teams in the East, which mm. was always Florida yep. and Tampa Bay. So what looked like one out of four with less than a minute to go ends up being three out of four points. Yeah. And for both you, uh, and I'll start with you, JB, did they do enough for you just to, to get through it and, yeah. and, and work towards game one?
2: You know, it all, the whole weekend to me felt like injuries were the only thing I thought about the whole weekend. Like looking at the lineup, you know, last night they're without Tavares, Lilligren, Muzzin, Sandine, Campbell, Bunting, you know, and they find a way and that's great. It just, the whole thing felt like who's going to be available for this team? Are they going to have guys ready for the first round? They're resting guys for the first round. You're playing these games against good teams, but it just felt like the focus was staying healthy, getting healthy. Who's decent in the return from health. It was all about health for me.
0: I I, I like the fact that, uh, they at least going into a very difficult game from a, just a physical point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not easy uh, jumping on a plane and getting out of Fort Lauderdale and landing at Dulles Airport. Yeah. And then you've got like a 45-minute, 50-minute bus ride. Like those guys did not. Oh, really? I, oh, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize no, 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 it was a it's, tough travel. It's, it is. It's It's not. I've been in that predicament, man. You're rolling in. Your head's not in 3 a.m. or something. At least 3 a.m. Yeah. To play the following night and, and to hang in there, I, I thought was uh, – um an excellent thing overall uh why don't we start with Sheldon Keefe Sammy you okay you got a quick comment I just think it's hard to um overstate
1: the importance of that Jason Spezza goal to tie the game late last night because if that goal doesn't go in we're sitting here talking about um the Leafs potentially blowing home ice because if that goal doesn't go in yeah They need three points from these next two games as opposed to needing one point from these next two games, and Tampa's got a cupcake the the rest of the way. I forget who they have, but they got two easy games, and if they, like I said, if that goal doesn't go in, they lose 3-2, and you're heading into this week, you are being like, oh, you got to beat Detroit, and then you got to go into that last game of the year. Where you actually need some sort of a result to guarantee the home ice if Tampa
2: wins their last two games. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. It, right now they're five up. It could have been three. Tampa with a game at hand. They it, win that. It could be one. It just all of a sudden it's like Ooh. it was a sneaky important goal in and a that game that it.
1: I didn't really think mattered a whole lot. But I love that comeback. I did. They were down two with seven. Seven minutes left in the game, not a whole lot to to push through. We'll listen to keep what uh Keith thought. But yeah, I, I love that game in Washington last night. All right.
0: Let's let's start with Sheldon on uh the first Kippers clipper of the week coming off. I'm sure what he thought was a very good effort under tough predicament.
3: Yeah. Real gutsy effort, gritty effort for the guys to to find a way there. You know, we didn't we didn't have much today. Seemed like we were playing on fumes most of the night. Um so, you know, we're encouraging the guys at three-one, just to you know, not accept their fate, but keep pushing and uh, start with one huge goal by Mickey uh, gets us going there, and, and then six-on-five comes through.
0: Not accept their fate. You like that, don't you, Sammy? Love that.
3: <laughs> don't accept. You know your why fate. you like
0: that? Why? because you've hated their fate for a very <laughs> long time that's why the
2: fight against what that, feels
0: inevitable hey that's personal mm. isn't it sammy when you hear that i would like them
1: to uh yeah don't accept their fate in uh approximately one week time here when the <laughs> playoffs start please don't accept your fate against the two-time defending stanley cup champions
2: you know I, I thought they the you know the leafs it just went in for them last night like in the third period in that comeback It was a tough spot, as you mentioned, tough travel, playing a good opponent, back-to-back games. You know, it's not like they played amazing or anything, but they played well enough to give themselves a chance. The puck went in, they get the win. How about Schalgren in the shootout? Kid looked good, good, good.
0: I I give him a a ton of credit. I really do. Uh, To be able to kind of bounce back, first of all, Mentally off of that. After
2: Tampa beat him mercilessly in an alley, lacking,
0: <laughs> right? Beat down, yes. Against uh, a team that's rolling, that's feeling pretty good about themselves, over a hundred points. I think Shalgren showed a lot. Let's get let's get Sheldon's comments on on his goaltender.
3: Yeah, yeah. He was great. I mean, I thought, I thought the the guys in front of him did a good job. I, I thought, despite the fact that we didn't. We didn't play well today. We didn't manage the puck well today. It just you could just tell we just weren't sharp. Um, I thought defensively we did a good job. We didn't give up a lot of like really high quality chances. Um, but the ones that we did, and especially when we got when when, when we got some long shifts in our in our end, and then of course the shootout, um, he was excellent, and I, I love to see it. You know, like we talked about the other night. I mean. It, gets away on us and him in Tampa. But, I mean, you saw enough in that first period that that's, that was the focus, to try to build on that and be encouraged by that. There's some some of the world's best shooters on, on this Washington team as well, and he stood his ground. So, you know, I'm really excited that the team found a way to get a win for him.
0: I think it speaks a lot about him, last night's game. And as you just said, uh, coming off of something that for some could be could traumatic big time it, it, come on yeah. you, you get shelled you get lit up you know there's no chance of you coming out of the game that's another thing for goalie sometimes you'll, i've been on enough benches where like it, two goals three goals go in and, and they're sneaking peeks to the bench they're like he wants out he wants out yeah. and he's looking yeah. and he's looking for the signal from the coach and i'm like you know he's cooked yeah when when you start looking
2: for the hook there's no nice way to put this exactly, but like he knows the team doesn't care about him. And I'm sure they do as a person. I'm just saying, but they don't care about his well being emotionally right now. They're like, you just got to do this for Jack. Like, we kind of all our eggs are in the Campbell basket. So he, I, I've i been impressed, you're right, at the bounce back. I also just thought like the poise he showed, you know, I thought the shootout was just so impressive. There's a few really good moves on him and he was patient. He let it come to him. Mm. He's Swedish, right? Yeah. Mm. Shooter move sucked
1: You're, again. Like, what is Kuznetsov doing? How is that?
0: Al- how is that allowed? He scored. I'll I don't note. care. Okay, how is that all, allowed? It's stupid. It is stupid. The the twirling of the stick. If we're going attempt, in, going just, in. It's, like, what what is the purpose of the the stick twirling? Like, what check is that? Me out. I can't check st- me out. I can't look stand at me. Kuznetsov. Like I, that. That to me is just stupid. In, I if he was my teammate or I coached that kid, like. W- what, what we, is the purpose of it?
2: He's the entertainer, I guess. I don't he's know. He did, he did score, though. That's the thing. He did score. He and converted. that'll be everyone's case who disagrees but with us on I, You know, you can
0: score by yes. just doing the exact same thing without yeah, I, I'm the twirling. The
2: mid, mid-shot twirl didn't I, help.
1: I hate the slow. Com- and I didn't think that the any of the, the caps, shootout attempts, were that good. Yeah, like, they were fine. They're slow.
2: You know, I was saying this to Sammy, like, uh, it. To me, that that Kuznetsov play violates the spirit of what a shootout Correct. attempt is. To me, the idea is you get a breakaway. No one's even going to defend you. Go take a breakaway. Cool. But it's still, like, in theory, it's supposed to be like a hockey-like situation where you get a free chance. I don't think we intended this to be, like, you know, the way he's making a mockery of it. I, you know. Yeah. I, but I it took him six seconds instead of three seconds. Yeah. Can you put a shot clock on this? I don't know. I'm okay with. Slow? A little slower. I'm a little okay little because that was a the stroke.
0: hands, the hands have gotten so much quicker over the years, and that that warrants east west than just the north south that you're talking about. Yeah. So, but to the point where it's almost a standstill now. You're flirting. Yeah. With, with which I agree with you. It's but the
2: miles per I, hour minimum. I, I didn't have a.
0: <laughs> I didn't have an issue with Kuznetsov's speed. Speed. Yeah. I just had it with I just the, it. The, the, the goofy, like, it, even if it is showboating, oh, let me get this straight. You can twirl, but nobody else can. Like, if you're doing something that very few can pull off, yeah. then I have a chance for you to argue, hey, we're trying to track kids. It's a YouTube moment. It's an Instagram. <laughs> we're trying to sell the game. Okay, but twirling your stick yeah that everybody can do do you want to see like 10 of those last night i bet some
2: people would say yes yeah, is it, is it
0: hot can i meet d- the person that says i love the twirl stick it's a hot dog youtube move. comments
2: let's have it who enjoyed the squirrel the, the squirrel the squirrel <laughs> the, <Right>? the twirl. <laughs> Hey, where, a hot, he's a hot. Yeah, dog. That's where
0: Schalke should have just speared him. Well,
2: it's, I keep debating on these slow ones. Like, what do you do? Like, you can't rush out of your net. I say, like a two-pad jammer. Maybe throw the stack a, down at some point.
1: So I, I think I had a theory before the show before you got here, Kipper. That Swedish goalies are really good in the shootout. I, I always have a feeling that they're they're very good. And the number one, who do you think the number one save percentage all time for uh, goal tenders in, you, in can't lead,
2: you can't lead. Great guess. You can't lead with a question like this that doesn't have a gettable answer.
1: <laughs> the, the number one save percentage all time and 41 a shots against is Linus Olmark.
2: Was that your next guess?
1: Okay. How about over a hundred? So the the guy with the most ever shootout saves is your boy, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. 293 saves in the shootout uh, on 406 attempts for a 720, 720,
0: 722 save percentage. Yeah. So there you go. Now, Shalgren, somewhat controversial only because when you take out your modern-day scorer yeah, in history, Ovechkin. Something that we hardly have ever seen over his career is Ovi getting hurt and, like, leaving and disappearing.
2: The, the and Capitals not, blog is called The Russian Machine back. Never Breaks. I mean, he never breaks, that guy.
0: He bent last night. Oh, he bent deep.
2: <laughs> uh, what did you think of the play? So I, I kind of thought it was a dirty play. And, and if not dirty, because I don't know that it was on purpose, dangerous.
0: Okay. We've heard let's listen to shawl grin okay and it's i'm warning you it's very uneventful
2: <laughs> Here comes a thrill right and,
0: and for that very reason i want to hear All what right. he has to say right. uh aaron i think i think he skated into my stick and uh tripped on it so it, it was not uh, my intention to to trip him and uh
3: i, uh, I hope he's uh, he's well
0: I hope he, um, I hope he, um, what's his name again? Uh, I, whoever it is, I hope he's well,
3: <laughs>
0: I, hope he's well. I, I hope this email finds you well.
2: It's like, it's like he's writing from the, uh, like the, the front lines of best war.
0: wishes. I hope you're, I hope Warm he's regards, well, Eric. you're well, but that totally, the, that totally speaks to his demeanor. That guy is like that 24 seven. Yeah. There is nothing. That is getting that guy excited at all.
2: Like uh, airplanes and, crashing, downward trajectory. I, he's like, "Oh, we I, are in a steep descent." Uh,
0: <laughs> and that may be one of the reasons why he's able to come off of an eight-one loss yeah. and and turn in an effort like last night. Because this, there's not. This isn't a guy that gets too high or, or or gets too low. This is a guy that just rolls.
2: Ovi wasn't mad at him. He was mad at the refs, right, for not getting a call there. It should have been a trip. Hundred percent trip. Yeah.
1: So how does that work? If the goalie trips you when you're on a breakaway, should it be a penalty shot?
2: Love that. I love it. No, because the shots happened. So yeah. it's just a random that trip. Was not a,
1: that was not the most
2: beautiful backhand deke from Alexander He's gonna got a call. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? For two minutes for tripping. Right. Just not a penalty shot. Um, one thing that stood out to me last night, uh, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews played a lot. And that happens when you don't have John Tavares and you don't have Michael Bunting and, you, you know, you kind of lean on these guys. You're chasing the game, right? Trying to score. It ends up it works out for him. But last night, Matthews played. Well, Marner is over 24 minutes. Matthews is 25-20. Too bit much. Of, too much. But Okay, can I
1: be the devil's advocate here? Yes. I understand that playing those guys a lot is it's at this time of year in a game, probably not the smartest idea, but Sheldon Keefe is the coach of the team and he's trying to win said hockey game and those are by far two best players and you're trying to win. Like, if you don't want them playing that much, maybe sit them out. Like, I I don't, It's I think it's hard once they are in the heat of a game to be like, oh, I'm playing these guys too much.
0: And did did Keefe... But that, you did sit out one of your top players for three games. So he should, he should be fine whether or not you still want to go to Mitch Marner who's chasing a century mark that he really wants to hit are you giving him the day off tomorrow night against detroit or the last one in boston
2: and yeah it's a good question
1: okay who matthews marner, no, marner i'm yeah. oh, sorry
0: marner but matthews got his rest he should be good to go Yeah, i thought he, and for me 60. personally i i thought he was a, a little rusty matthews I, yeah matthews yeah. Every, i mean I'm watching the telecast, and they're just loving him, and with a good reason. I mean, even his rusty game, in my opinion, yeah, very is good. still extraordinary, but I, I thought his timing just a little off I'm
2: with you I'm with you on that and, and same thing I read a lot of articles today that were like he had 24 shot attempts over those two games which is obviously astronomical he had a I don't know how I many shots he had 15 shots maybe I think over the two I games think some
0: of them he sh- uh, he should have looked for a dish instead of the shot attempts I, yeah. I think he was a little overdoing it and you know I mentioned Marner with his century mark listen this this guy still has 60 on his mind for sure, you don't yeah. get that
2: close. He, I mean, he, without he, trying to close he, it out, he passes on a two-on-o to Marner. He hit Marner in the slot a couple times. Like you know, he, he was around the play. I just felt like I don't know. You mentioned timing. Like something yeah. just felt like it wasn't quite the it wasn't well, quite right. He, even even the 2 on 0 with that's a good Marner. example. Where the that, timing's to, not to quite me, right. That's a great example
0: of him not being totally sharp Maybe here. Fake
2: one before the pass. He
0: didn't do a thing tele- to telegraphed. Sell it. Yeah. Telegraphed
2: right. Yeah, and not like, a
0: thing. Vannecek
1: never even thought he was going to shoot. He played the shot the whole way. Like well, he shot and played the whole pa- the pass to Marner yeah. the whole it way. It
0: was his angle. He needed to come off the post. Because because he was more towards the middle of the net, mm-hmm. there's less distance for Vannecek to to slide over right. and cheat off of Marner.
2: Yeah. And yeah, it so little things offensively it wasn't quite the same. That to
0: me is just a I've been off a little while, a yeah. little rusty and which is fine, but that's, that's not the best Austin Matthews yet.
2: No, no. And again, you know, plays a ton, gets a lot of looks. It's just, there, there's more there for Matthews, obviously. And um, good that he's got a few games to get back into the rhythm, which makes me wonder, like, you know, it's important to kind of keep that sort of mojo going. What do you think is going to happen here as they get close to the postseason? Jake Muzzin is probably ready to come back. Like, are we, is he going to play two games? Then you want to put him in that lineup? Rasmus Sandin hasn't played. Michael Bunting's probably not going to play. They have a lot of decisions on guys.
0: I'm really worried about Jake Vizen. Oh yeah. Yeah, I am. I think after everything he's gone through in and out of the lineup, in and out of the lineup, how can there not be uh doubt right now mm-hmm. going through his mind? Am I ready? And yeah. do I want to come back a third time? And or would it be the fourth time? I have the last track.
2: No, it's third. Third time he, yeah. to come
0: in. If I'm not ready, pull myself out of the lineup. I'm, I'm not sure what choice they have. I just hate the thought of facing Tampa Bay without a Jake Muzzin.
2: You know, the most likely way they do their D pairs. He probably gets Justin Hall again. I think you probably do Brody back with Riley. Giordano and Lilligren have been good. You know, so, and that the Muzzin-Hall pairing has struggled at times, but, man, you, it's just there's a lot of players that are going to be coming back for the first time, and you're not going to figure it out against Tampa Bay. I hope that over the next two games, they give, you, hopefully Muzzin gets to play twice and just get his feet under him a little bit. Sounds like Sandine may get a chance to practice after Tuesday, and he'd be available at some point. You know, Bunting, I don't have a real sense on, but... Is,
0: are they... Kasha going to step into either game one or game two. Does he try to sneak in a game now against Detroit or, or Boston?
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a
0: guy in a perfect world. You like back in the lineup.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, and that's why it feels like the Leafs have a team, you know, they have the guys they need to, to play well, just are those guys going to be good enough versions of themselves? It feels like terrible timing with Tampa, just absolutely humming right
3: now. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're,
2: yeah. I'm but, hearing uh, did they beat Florida seven, eight, four, eight, four. And
1: do you do you see what happened after? No. Uh, the booze rained down in sunrise after Tampa beat them eight, four. So
2: the crowd booed Was, the president's trophy yes. favorites. <laughs> right.
0: yes. Well, okay. Think about now, <laughs> think about like the comparison where. You know, Sheldon was able to somewhat protect Jack Campbell through all of this. Right. Mm. So he protects him off the eight one. He gets him to a place against Florida. Yeah. That was respectable. Thought he
2: played well, really well, actually.
0: Yeah. I wasn't too thrilled with the goals, to be honest with you. I did not like the overtime poke check. All he needed to do. Uh, Mm-hmm. Is just be big, and just close it up. I thought it was uh, a bad attempt at a, a poke check that was unnecessary.
2: Lack of commitment on it. I, you know, there there are some moments like that of you know where. Anyway, go ahead.
0: So, at least Sheldon's able to uh, protect Jack and then not have him go against Washington, and now he can pick and choose whether or not he wants them in either Detroit or Boston, I don't know. Do you, you
2: zero games, do you one game, yeah, zero games, game one game, two
0: game. But uh, listen, before we get into that, yeah. my whole point is last night, uh, Andrew, uh, Renette couldn't do that last night against Tampa. Like you've hung out Spencer Knight, yeah. and you hung out, uh, Bobrovsky. Like to me, that's, Complete opposite right, and I don't know if it's just a guy that's overthinking or lack of experience, but i'm I've got I got a couple of games to go until the puck drop and now i've I've got both my goalies embarrassed by Tampa Bay last night too close to the to to game one for yeah. me that's actually
1: an
2: awesome point well I wouldn't have thought of yeah no it, it is it's a great point this this Florida team. Is is gettable? I mean, they're going to win the president's trophy quite likely. Washington is going to get them, likely. But Washington doesn't look like that uh, that much of a powerhouse to me. But you know, whoever comes out of Leafs, Tampa Bay has have, got a shot. I have an interesting stat when it comes to uh, all right. The this is from Drag Light poll
1: on Twitter that the Florida Panthers have 120 points this season. Okay, and in the salary cap era, four other teams have finished with at least 120 points. Here are their playoff results. Detroit in 05 and 06, they lost in the first round. Yep. Washington 09-10, uh, lost in the first round. Washington 15-16, second round. Tampa 18-19, first round.
2: <laughs> that is a really bizarre stat. That's, don't do too
1: good. That's wild. Get- I mean, like, I don't I don't really think you want to lose more games in the regular no. season, but that's
2: just a crazy, I think what it's an out. What was Washington's year? Uh, they, tweet, they did it twice. 09-10 and 15-16. I think, I remember Tampa saying when they lost to Columbus, part of the problem was that going down the stretch, they didn't play meaningful hockey. Like, you know, Columbus had to scrape and claw to get into the playoffs that year. I'm trying to. Tampa limped in with 100, or sorry, Tampa rolled in with 126 was, points. I think 09, I think that would have been the year
1: that they got halacked by the Habs, right? In 09, 10? Good get, yeah. And then in 15, 16, okay. I can't remember.
2: Okay.
0: Now I'm
1: just trying to remember Rangers, second round 15, 16. I I'm just
0: to trying to remember the goaltenders off those losing years. So I've got I think um Osgood slash someone else. And he was absolutely horrific. And yeah. it wasn't I don't think it was Osgood. I think it was his backup at the time. Go go. Yeah, I don't know if you can pull that roster up, but no problem. You, yeah. you, you know, you, your point you, is goaltending. You could have as many points as you want. Yeah. If you don't have a guy in there that you trust and believe, believe in, yeah. then you, it's, it's not so much a coincidence, yeah. right?
2: Jack Campbell now is a uh, last three games. Sammy's got him here at a nine thirty one save percentage last three starts. So Sammy, you were saying you don't think he should play again till playoffs. I would like just no more games.
1: What's the point? You're gonna
2: hurt them. Something bad's
1: gonna happen. I don't. I don't like them in these two games. <laughs> the the three games for the three yeah. goalies for Detroit that year were Manny Legacy, Chris Osgood, and Jimmy Howard.
2: Yeah, tough to know when those Manny guys Legacy, were, where they were in their career arcs because they had good years. Where's Manny,
1: later. Manny Legacy played the six games in that playoff series. There you go. Yeah. And he yeah, he uh, couldn't stop a beach ball. Correct. Eight eight four save percentage. Two six five goals against.
0: Yes.
2: That would actually be, be interesting to check on all those yeah. teams. I bet the same percentages like a, were all below like nine hundred. Not just a be- beach.
0: Not a beach ball that kids play with. I'm talking about like the giant beach ball that like monster <laughs> trucks. A-
2: <laughs> monster trucks play with. Yeah. No, that that's what it comes down to. So do you think Campbell should play against Detroit or Boston? Let's assume the Leafs are gonna get in. They need to either get one point or have Tampa give away one point to get in. They're getting it or they're getting home. I
0: don't worry about him getting hurt.
2: So I then he's got to play again at I, least once. I, no more. I, if yeah, I'm Jack, to play
0: I want to play once this week.
2: One game. So here's the likely scenario for their first round uh, schedule. We don't know exactly, but it's quite possible the Leafs start on Tuesday. The season ends Friday. They could conceivably start on Tuesday. Is that the second? Is that right? Yes. Or the Monday. Or the Monday. Yeah, The Monday. So if it's the Monday... I don't want Campbell playing Friday and then Monday. Like I don't you want him going in with some fresh legs? So give him Detroit, then you then give him a week. One week before playoffs, lots of practice. I,
0: I would hope that Jack wants one more game. Yeah. Sammy.
1: He can want as many games as he wants, Sammy. but Sammy. You can't you can't beat Detroit and get one point in home ice with Shallgren in net? What's and the point? No, you you he are gonna play get you're thing. gonna, yeah. sharp. You're gonna get you can't
0: not play. You are getting the point no whoever is in goal. That's yeah. not what that's about.
1: But um, I was going to say Tyler Bertuzzi. Can Tyler Bertuzzi play here? I don't know. Somebody comes flying through there and bonks Jack Campbell on the head, and we're sitting here the next day being like, why the hell did he start? No, no, Because no, you know no, he needs to play.
0: No, no. I don't think he needs to. Listen, that's what these guys the, – you want to play. You just well, – that's just, what you just, do, Sam. You you're you're a player. A, that's you play. the rhythm. You just play. All right, boys. And, well, what do we think of uh, – Were you surprised to hear John Tavares taking the day off on Sunday? Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I think the
1: Leafs are better three-on-three without John
0: Tavares because every
1: time... Not And I think John Tavares has been good this year and, you know, has had his ups and downs, but every time they've lost in three on three overtime this year, yeah. it seems like it's John Tavares skating as hard as he can yeah. and, uh, against and, someone on a breakaway and not catching him and anybody. not catching him. Yes. Our,
2: our show planning should really just be going through our group chat from the weekend. Cause that was one of the first observation. And by the way, the observation was not about the back check on three on three, which he was at the wrong end of a shift going the other way too, where he had like a partial breakaway. The speed is just, I mean, it's not there. It's,
0: his strength—it's not how
2: he's effective. He's still very effective. We but I mean, and, he and he's a,
0: he's effective from the hash marks in, mm-hmm. and he battles and he can come up with loose pucks. He can make great plays and he can score within three, four feet of the blue paint. But you get him in a track meet and it's over. Yeah, Barkov's back check Saturday night. Yeah. Wow,
2: he won a Selkie, right? I mean, he's as good as he no, gets. No, no, that's at
0: this. that's a wow factor.
2: Yeah, he is. He's a special player.
0: And I, I don't want. I know the season's over, but you want Nylander and Tavares out there on a three on three?
2: Nah, I don't. Um, <laughs> so here's my thought on that. T- or that Florida game is that would be the most stressful playoff series for Leafs fans of all time because it just feels like at any given second a goal or a rush is about to happen. Like it, the, the puck is a second away (laughs) from going in someone's net. You turn the puck over, cross in the blue, and it's going the other way in one oh, second. Those teams are no good for each other. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's like your buddy that you shouldn't go out to the yes. bar with. You're 100%. like, just, every time you and I go out, it's it just ends badly. <laughs> Is <laughs> that
0: a chapter in your book, by the way? Yes, it literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah, you want to go out for one? It's like, I could do one, but not with you. And then it's, and then it's seven, six beers. <laughs> yeah, exactly seven, six okay. beers. Exactly, Sammy.
0: It's, for me, it's just a recipe for disaster when you have that mindset, they they, they have to find a way. They just have to find a way. Both these clubs have to find a way to just tighten it up. And at least, at least against Washington, Mm -hmm. I I saw signs that they didn't have their a game. They were on fumes as Sheldon said, but find ways to just keep it tight, be a little patient Wait for your opportunities and uh maybe even get a l- little help from your uh coaching staff.
2: Yeah. Hey, what the Beaner. What's up, Jordan Bean? Shout yeah. out to him for the uh the glove pass turnover. I don't know. You know, Sam, you've got I know some feelings about do we the we hear the clip or do we Yeah, let's, let's yeah go do, to the clip, the clip uh, uh, on the we're...
0: on the video challenge.
3: We didn't see it at all. Nobody on our bench was talking about it. Uh credit to those guys. You know, Beaner is is uh on the ball with these things, and uh, there's there's a honestly, it seems like there's a hundred things a game that they pick up on. It just doesn't always result in a goal. Um, uh, so I sometimes think that sometimes they they may be cheering for us to get scored on in some of these cases. This <laughs> so it's a chance for them to sh- to shine. Um, but uh, they 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 yeah, it was great. It was a great job. They communicated it well. They were on the ball. It was very clear to the that uh, you know that we should challenge that. Um, like I said, I, I don't know if I don't know if on the broadcast they picked that up on it or if anybody in the building or anybody would have picked up on that. But they they have a job to do there. Um, you know, Beener takes the lead on it, and Sam supports them through it through all the other things that they have going on behind the scenes there. So huge moment in the game for sure. So again, you know, it was good.
0: You got a good chuckle out of making that comment that these guys are hoping that make they be relevant, them. but he, 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 ain't kidding. He's
2: no. 100% true. Yeah. Right. Any, anything that, that can make me look good. Yeah. Listen, Hey, video brethren, like, a, you know, I know Jordan a little bit and you do, you sit in like a back room, you know, you're, you're a part of it, but sometimes you don't, you can't feel the energy of the bench. So when you get, you know, you get that call, right. And the guys come in and give you a little love, feel part of the whole scene.
1: I just got to say, Beaner is an elite nickname.
2: It's very hockey. Beansy's Beaner. probably better. <laughs> Beaner.
0: <laughs> but there's always two sides to every story. And if you are in a playoff game, you better get it right.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the coach will say, well, at the end of the day, it's on me. But you're right. Behind closed doors. It's like, hey, well, dude, don't ever get in my ear can, and tell me th- something wrong ever again. Can I,
1: can I ask you about the, the reviews? Mm-hmm. Because to me, that felt dirty. The offside review, the one that had no impact on the play after, like, it's just the the 13 seconds before the goal, other things happen with the hand pass. I just, I feel like it's such a fast game, and it's so against the the sort of spirit. Go back to the spirit of the game. Mm. Like, if the refs don't catch it, 13 minute, 13 seconds go by, it goes in the net. I don't know. It just made me feel a little dirty that that goal didn't count.
2: Yeah. But it was the right
1: call, I know, but it just, I don't know.
2: Yeah. do no, I get your point. There's like, we've all agreed that that didn't happen. And we've all been trying since then. So a goal should be worth something. Half a goal. And for the
0: record, there's other things in your life that make you feel dirty too. So, I mean. <laughs> What's that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fill me in, buddy. Oh, no, no.
0: Listen, we can't have, we can't have it all. Right. I'm okay. I am now to the point where, especially on the, the offside it is yes or no. Yeah. It is cut and dry. Was Ebru offside? 100%. He was. Yes. No debate, no nothing, no feeling dirty Sammy, uh no goal. That's it.
2: We're there now, aren't we? Yeah. I I I I get what both of you were saying. They got the calls right and that's the point. Way to go. I also get, like, the teams keep playing after these in- instances happen, and it's so hard to score that when you do, it's frustrating to have it negated. been okay. They, they, As that was Averzee's first point one, he got taken away, by to, the way. To Sheldon's first career.
0: Sheldon's point, they're the only ones that picked up on that. That, that wouldn't have been picked up uh, in the NHL war room where uh, they would buzz down if right. they, you know, saw something. Or maybe they wouldn't know. They'd have to wait for the challenge. Right. But there are other instances with puck in the net. In the net, yeah. That they would whistle it down and, and try to avoid, you know, excess minutes.
2: Hey, am I missing something with Aberzisi? Am I missing, like, he's, I guess just there's always guys out of the lineup. But, like, he starts the game playing with Matthews and Marner. They're trying to get something going right. They're trying to put him in a position to succeed. But, like, he is not a big guy, and not a particularly fast guy. Yeah, but
0: we've been through this with Nick Robertson. It's like uh, what's left. Like you, you, you cover yourself because of the skill level and you just hope that you strike lightning.
2: Well, Keith had a good quote the, the other day where he said that every time he touches the puck, our team touches it next. So he like, he's not turning it over. He's getting it moving in the right direction. But yeah, I, I, I mean, if this guy's a part of the 12 go in playoffs, things have gone arise. I'll say, I just don't see anything this year for everzee where i think he can be a, a a needle mover and i hope i'm wrong there that's my my hot takeaway on that he's fine <laughs> gives me a nick Batan vibes
0: well i this is about this time of year moving forward it's the depth yeah and we see bunting gone now i'm starting to hear that it's not as bad as they may have made it out to be it may get him back. They could be a situation where maybe the swelling went down and he's feeling a little better.
2: Okay. That's encouraging. So, Can we also have the talk that you do you two guys, the poo pooing bunting before the show going, ah eh. I wasn't Yeah, was poo pooing him. I don't know. I mean, that's this guy's going, got? 50, 60 points playing the top I'm line. I'm okay with bunting. 40 penalties yeah, this year. Sammy
0: was more of a. Sammy's a guy
2: I hate bunting. Remember I, that? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's a little strong. I'm
0: I, kidding, I,
3: I I'm didn't kidding. get that vibe. He didn't but say
2: that. I, listen, I,
1: I do have a little old school to me, and the guy that's acted like that all year and never been in one fight just
2: rubs me the wrong way. And it has for a while. yeah, yeah. But. Obviously, we want to see him come back, be part of that top group. For sure. He's good for the top group. There's no doubt. He's an important player.
0: He's he's proven that uh, the things that he can't do physically, uh, he can make up for with with his uh, uncanny timing. Mm, Good timing. And I I think he's a much better passer Mm -hmm. than... I probably would have given him credit for I think
2: that's because of his vision. You know, yes. like he has a good sense for where guys are on yes. the ice and, yeah. and that's helped smart players offensively in Matthews and Marner.
0: My only concern over the course of the year was wear and tear on not a very big guy. Mm-hmm. And part of, part of the reason why he's able to draw penalties is because he, he goes down easy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he goes down easy because he's, He's light. He's not a heavy guy. He's light and he's clever. Whatever the case is. Yeah. And very can, he, he's very clever. He can sell it. Some guys are really good at just selling calls. I think he was he was called for one embellishment, I think, or or two. He got fined, I yeah. think, earlier yeah, in the, the year. One, I think. So there's they, they are a little weary of that. Yeah. But for me, it's always been about the wear and tear. And I think on the weekend we got a little bit of an example of it. Yeah, the, the games are Maybe. heavier. Florida yeah. heavy, Washington heavy, Tampa Bay heavy. How is he going to every other night for four weeks, six weeks, they yeah. get to a conference final. What's going to be left? Uh, Maybe it's bunting. a well-time
2: break for him. Maybe it's a well-time to let the rest of his body catch up. He's going to play 78 games this year there, or whatever the number is.
0: There may be times when you've got to pull him back a little bit to, to save him a little bit or get, you know, uh, rejuvenated uh, mm-hmm. if 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 the wear and tear becomes an issue.
2: Yep. So one, before we go to break, we have one more clip, I think, right? We have the, the Keith home ice clip. They, they clinch home, not clinch home ice, but they, they make it very likely to have won home ice. Uh, Keith weighed in on the importance of that. Let's get him, uh, tell us about that.
3: Well, it is, it's, uh, listen, it's, it's, it's important because we're in control of it right now. If we weren't in control of it, I'd probably downplay it because, you know, <laughs> that's just the reality of it is. It, it's so in terms of in the series itself, You know, some of those things are probably a little overstated because you do get home games. Obviously, the real advantage comes in later in the series, you know, in a game seven-type scenario, but you've got to earn your way there. Um, We'd love the ability to start on home ice, and we're in control of it right now, so you know, we might as well uh, get it done and secure it, but we're not there yet. We didn't get the the necessary points on this trip. so that's the way it goes we got to we got to finish that off here but um that won't trump anything else any other decisions we have to make if it comes to the health of our players so we'll see where we at we're at when we come out of this
0: i agree with him 100% you're there you're, you take it take it don't
4: yeah
0: i think it's a a great accomplishment and to have Tampa Bay underneath you. Now the only question is, is how does everybody feel? You don't expect Tampa to lose two in a row, do you? No, to start ever. the series, no. I mean. So is there is there a sense of we've lost home ice advantage <laughs> yeah. with a split? It's, I, I, no. I would think they'd be in very good shape uh, going into Tampa, even if it was a split.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know. Just I, I start started with one.
2: I, I said <laughs> well, it last so week. It depends
1: on how you lose, right? It's true. I said it last week. I can't wait to come in here whenever the day after the game one, Steven Stamkos hat trick came after the game, being like, "I just love playing in my hometown." <laughs> Kucherov being like, "Yeah, you know, we really do flip. Skeptical? We really today. do flip the switch. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not skeptical. I'm excited, but yeah.
0: extremely nervous. Would they? Would it be? Clear that Tampa Bay would be the favorites, even though the Leafs have home ice advantage. I think betting. What are your betting boys saying? Betting-wise, Leafs would be a favorite.
2: I bet bet Leafs would be a very, very, very slight favorite. It'd probably be pretty much a dead heat, I would guess. There's the potential for the Leafs. to you want to slay the Dragons on the way, it could be Tampa Bay and then see Florida next, then get the Bruins in the uh, conference final. What do you think, Sammy? Good path? That sounds tough. Let's go. Sounds like a hard road. All right, we gotta get to Alan May.
0: Okay, we're gonna take a quick break here. As uh JB just said, Alan May, who covers the Capitals for NBC Washington, a former teammate of mine. We're gonna get a an OV update from him. He's okay he always knows way more than he leads on, and we're just gonna just squeeze him Good. for all that information. Uh Mike McKenna as well, daily face-off hockey analyst. We'll get his thoughts on the goaltending matchups mm-hmm. coming up next week and our boy Sammy Cosentino yeah. is going to come by because what happened the Leafs signed somebody. Trade, they not?
2: Dryden McKay Leafs signed the AHL or sorry the uh the college Hobie Baker winner a goalie. All right we gotta go. All right all of that and more after the break
0: you're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born show number one four zero. We're going to welcome in Alan May as soon as Sammy finds him for us. As we stated on top of the show, eight playoff teams in the Eastern Conference with over 100 points. Wild. Let's welcome in Alan May. Albie, um, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you, man?
4: Doing great. How about you guys? We're good. Does it,
0: Washington Capitals are the last. To hit the century mark for points, 44, 23, and 12. My question to you, and you've covered the uh, Washington Capitals all season long, of course. Does it feel like a 100-point season for the Washington Capitals?
4: You know, no, it doesn't. And I probably, for all those other teams, it does not as well for the majority of it. Because there's so much, uh, you know, COVID and the injuries and all the man games lost for everyone in the National Hockey League this year it's been so frustrating at times. And then other times you think a team's going to go on a roll and take it away. And the caps are like probably six other teams in the Eastern conference that have been that way. And it's just been an insane season with all the different storylines.
2: So it looks like, um, Washington will get Florida in the first round, the uh, president's trophy favorites right now. How do the caps like their chances there? The Florida team for all their points, uh, they don't seem unbeatable.
4: Well, you know, when you think of it, one, one of the things with the Panthers is how many times that they've, you know, gone into overtime and played their games this year. So having to play, you know, the game in, in regulation and five on five overtime, it, it's going to be different. And they're a team. I, I don't think I've seen a team. And I think I said this the last time I was on that had so many fast breaks and odd man rushes in the new era of hockey. So they're built for speed. They're built for offense. They're built for open ice. And there's not a lot of that in the playoffs. So, you know, if that's the team the Caps are playing, they've definitely got to put a five-man wall at the blue line and chip away at it, a lot like they did when they won in their Stanley Cup run. And they still have enough players left over that they can identify and understand that that's going to be their number one mission is to be a solid defensive team and not try to trade chances. Even though they've got Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, uh, they can't go back and forth with the Florida Panthers if that ends up who they're playing. But you know what, guys? There's still so much time left in this season. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's been just so absolutely bizarre.
0: Before we get your thoughts on Ovi, just uh, the overall thoughts you had uh, on last night's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And how, how pissed off are, is Washington blown a, a lead uh, and, and losing uh, losing two points in regulation time to a, to a goal under a minute?
4: Well, I know for a fact last night was probably the most upset they were all season after blowing a game. And it all went south after Ovechkin left the game. And, you know, the the guys let up and, you know, it, it just seems like they were on their heels. And, you know, they, they did a lot of good things in the game. But at the same time, when you give it away the way they did, uh, you know, they, they, they still end up losing a shootout. But they, they let Toronto get back in the game late in the game by backing off, not being – physical not taking away the middle of the ice and they let them wheel and deal inside the offensive zone which they really didn't do all game they didn't let them get that five-man cycle going and that's ultimately what cost them the game so it, it's and they certainly had their chances in in overtime and on that power play talk about a time when you want Ovechkin playing Five. they yeah. definitely they definitely want Ovechkin uh, on the ice in that four on three power play because that thing really wasn't getting the looks it needed to get
2: no kidding. The, um, so the Capitals played uh, Tampa Bay uh, like under three weeks ago and had a look at them then and beat them. What are your thoughts on what the Lightning have going on right now? Looks like Toronto's first-round opponent uh, crushing teams right now and running up the offense. They look legit again, don't they?
4: Absolutely. You know, and it's that time of year when their best players are starting to rise up and, and take it a lot more serious, and, and not like they don't all the time, but it's just that, the, the way they play, you know, they've become a real physical team, and you know the the things that they do now. You know, they bullied they bullied the Maple Leafs last week. They they bullied the Florida Panthers in the last game they played, and you know those things are important. I think you have to be able to play all styles of the game, and if they want to go back and forth, they can do that. But I think they realize their bread and butter now is playing gritty hockey and scoring timely goals, and it's. You know, it's, it's been great to see their transformation, that they understand each and every single player on that team understands how important it is to play physical and, and defense-first hockey in the playoffs.
0: One of those bullies at times can be Ovechkin. So uh, before we get your thoughts on what a dirty player that Shalgren is, man. <laughs> that, 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 underestimated Swede, uh, taking out uh, Ovi, uh, give us an update. Have you heard anything? Is it, uh, hopefully not serious for cap fans, Ovi's injury?
4: Why? Well, no, I do not believe it's serious. And one of the things the caps have done this season, uh, they haven't believed the player so much on their health. You know, they've, they've exercised caution because, you know, mm-hmm. Nick, you and I were great liars when we were playing. You want to stay in the lineup. You want to play every game, and you don't want someone riding, you know, riding in your spot. So you lie to the coaches. You tell them you're fine. And the coaches here have shut the players down this year because last year it got them in a boatload of trouble at the end of the year. And I think it was six or seven players over the last ten days of the regular season last year that went down. And all of a sudden there were ailments all over the place. And right now I don't think they'll let that happen. So, you know. Ovi, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him play because he's so stubborn that he always wants to play. He's the kind of guy that will play sick. He'll do whatever, and it'll be up to the team to you know put their foot down and say, no, you're not playing. And I think that might be the important thing to do, and it, it's, it doesn't sound like it's serious at all, and it's just be precautionary, if anything, just so no one has egg on their face. If he were to actually go out there and and get dinged up in the game and then they'd have to wear that forever. So
0: all kidding aside was Ovi pissed off at Shalgren or the official for, for not making a tripping call.
4: I think he was just campaigning to try to get a power play and he probably wouldn't have went down the tunnel. And I do, I still don't know. I haven't talked and asked yet if there was a concussion spotter there and that they sent him off the ice as well. So it, it I think he was just campaigning for a penalty and trying to get on the power play, as you know he loves the power play, he loves getting out for that. So it, it wouldn't have been surprised me if that was just a campaign by Ovi to get another crack at it.
2: Alan, what are your thoughts on uh, the the big dogs on Toronto there, Matthews and Marner last night? Matthews had been injured uh, back in a couple of games now. He hasn't scored in in about five. Uh, did, did he look the same to you? Is he is he look as dominant?
4: No, he didn't, and it was it, it, he, he kind of played a ginger game,
3: mm-hmm. and it
4: was it, it wasn't usually i am just you know fascinated by a lot of the moves that the guy has and the way he handles and carries the puck. you know the ice was just absolutely horrible yesterday, and he's about the only guy that handled it right where it wasn't flipping and rolling and bouncing on him it's because the way he covers the puck at all times, but he, I don't think he was taking chances yesterday putting himself in harm's way. And it, he, it looks like he's probably just making sure that he's ready to go game one of the playoffs and doesn't add anything else to what's been going on with him.
0: We had a quick conversation on Kuznetsov's little twirl with with a stick. Is that something you've seen before or is that uh, over-exaggerated uh, last night? Because I, I don't understand it. Can you explain to me um, what what the heck that is?
3: he
4: just does it it's just part of him he's a flashy flamboyant player
0: <laughs> okay enough and, said and, and, and,
4: enough know, said yeah <laughs> and he just you know he's got he's got the great bird celly when he scores a lot of goals um that was absolutely ridiculous i'm going to have it timed for my show tomorrow to see how long it took him to get down and score once he first <laughs> touched the puck and 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 then my video guy is going to slow it down because I can't keep track of how many times he touched that puck forehanded backhand. <laughs> and <laughs> like I, a Guinsoo knife. <laughs> Order yeah, yours today. I want to know. And he was going so slow that I was worried the puck was going to stick to the ice because the ice was absolutely horrendous. It was like It was worse than old cap center days yesterday. And I know the players on the Leafs were complaining about the humidity in the building. And it was, you know, close to 90 degrees yesterday. Wow. It was pretty humid in DC, and it 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 was hilarious when he goes down there, and it's, he's done that a couple times now. But it just blows me away that guys can actually do that and have the nerve to keep going and going that slow and have the confidence to do it. Because if you don't score in that, you look like an absolute fool, and and almost like every shootout goal you know the ones that guys don't score on you're like damn what the hell was that <laughs> and i probably said that six or seven times for players on both teams last night in, in the shootout i was like what the hell was that that was disgusting that was awful and it's 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 amazing when it doesn't work it, it looks so bad when it works it looks this looks incredible
2: So what has to come together for that Capitals team to go on a run? I mean, you know, it's, you can see Crosby and Malkin, another run at a cup, you know, you know, who know how many years, uh, who knows how many years Ovechkin has left. Can can it come together for this group still?
4: Can come together for any team in the league, in my opinion. And we've seen it before those LA teams and, you know, it's just a matter of your mindset and there's a magic potion and Nick got to be part of a magic potion. And, you know, it starts from the GM to all the coaches, to all your players. And just everything's got to come together at the right time. And then you you need, you know, we always talk about hockey gods and being injury-free, and then you have to have bounces. And, you know, there's just so many things that go into it. And, you know, when you hit a post, instead of bouncing out, it bounces in. But I think identifying the exact style of play, and I know the year the Caps won the Cup, that on April 1st that year they, they threw a different system in and they got it honed in and locked down on how they were going to play and they went into Pittsburgh. It was Obie's 1,000th game, and they went in there and they put a five-man wall at the blue line. If they couldn't get to the puck on a four-check or they couldn't get to the hit with absolute 100% certainty, they backed off, and then they rode the puck into the ditch at their own blue line, forced every single team to dump it in, and just were very opportunistic. And I believe the Caps have a team that's capable of doing that right now, especially they're older. I don't think they can go run and gun. And to me, it's all about how they're going to play without the puck. And we saw them do an incredible job against Tampa a few weeks ago. I thought they did a really good job for the most part yesterday. And in Colorado, uh, I think it was Wednesday night, and they shut Colorado down. They blocked so many shots. They blocked seven McKinnon shots alone. They blocked 11 in the third period. They were pissing off the avalanche left and right. With with the solid defensive and physical play, all at the right times, and you know scored and, scored on their golden opportunity. So I think it's that type of play and that type of mindset that's going to get them back to you know winning some playoff rounds. And you know under you know the previous coach, uh, you know they played a soft game, they played a soft offensive game, they played a soft defensive game, and you know too many too many passes for the shot, trying to go through sticks. Uh, inside the offensive zone, and I know it works, but it doesn't work when there's five guys between you and the guy you're passing to. And I think, you know, chunking pucks at net, playing ugly and scoring uh, just absolutely awful, disgusting, ugly goals is the way to win in the playoffs because pretty doesn't work. And I I always say on my my shows here, if you want to play pretty, if the team wants to play pretty, we're all going to be sitting on the bar stools watching other teams play the rest of the playoffs. So I think ugly hockey is what the Caps have to revert to. And it's got to be that mindset starting game one, no matter who they play.
0: We're talking to Alan May, who covers the Capitals for NBC Washington. Uh, Alan, would it be would it be a bigger deal on who starts in net for the Washington Capitals when you look at Samsonov and Vanacek, man? They're split right down the middle, uh, virtually with uh, games played here. And maybe it would be more talked about, except when you look down most every other team, they may be in the same predicament in terms of who's got outstanding confidence in their guy with the exception of say Tampa Bay.
4: You know, it's that way around the league by and large for, for almost, you know, a hundred percent of what you just said. When you, when you look at it, Florida, Bobrovsky's not been a good playoff goalie over the years. And so there's question marks. So if you can get into his head early, and you go around. What does Boston got? They've got they've got Swayman and Allmark. There's there's question marks all over the place there, and I think a lot of the teams, the coaches are to blame, with, with because of the hook and and you know the the goaltender you know he's got the right eye on the bench and the left eye you know wondering if they're going to drop the puck after the goal that's just been scored. So it's it's about gaining confidence and not eating your own. And I, I think the teams that stick together publicly for their goaltenders and and then don't let leaks get out to the media and say, oh, we're really concerned with this guy. They go away. Toronto's got goaltending questions. Uh, You know, Washington's got it. And they've got, Washington's got 220 goal score, 20 uh, game winners, 20 plus game winners in Banachek and Samsonov. And they've only done that once in franchise history. And that was back in the early 80s when Brian Murray first started coaching the Caps and when they, they first started getting into the playoffs and it was Pat Regan, and I think it was Al Jensen. Those were the two goaltenders, so it's all about, I think you have to make sure you're protecting your goalies, not leaving high-danger opportunities. You can't allow breakaways and odd-man rushes all game long, and no matter who who it is in the playoffs, that's how you have to play, because I know the Caps were able to pick Vasilevsky apart the year they won the Cup, because his team wasn't playing properly, and when I I say that, it's about you you have to limit those odd-man rushes, and You have to play smart, physical, defensive hockey. So, you know, I I don't know which way the Caps are going to go because both these kids have shined at times. and both have let ugly goals in. But I think right now, you know, we have so much content because of social media and all the different things that we do, radio, television, Internet, that, you know, every goal is a bad goal. And Mm -hmm. I always say someone will be – it was a couple weeks ago the Caps just got blasted in Toronto. And I said, I didn't put any of the goals on the goalie. I said, the Caps played a brutal hockey game. It was disgusting. Uh, At at the turnovers, the odd man rushes, you're playing a speed team, allowing them to play fast. And the goaltenders were put on their heels all game long with what was going on. Backdoor goals, no goalie should be able to stop. So I, I look at that. They go into Denver, you know, their next game, well, they go into Montreal. They were kind of sloppy there. Then they went into Denver to play the Avalanche. And they played a lockdown game, and the goaltending was big because they didn't have to worry about all the odd man and backdoor stuff. So, uh, I, I think as long as the team plays properly, I don't think any team plays properly. I don't think you have to worry about your goaltenders.
2: Alan, one question on the uh, other side of the the league here: What are your thoughts on what's going on in Vegas? They look like they're they're scrapping for their lives here. Um, you know, still a team that you know probably could be dangerous if they get in. But just what are your thoughts on how they've ended up where they're at?
4: Well, that's what happens when you allow your team to be a soap opera. And they allowed their team to be a soap opera last summer. They they allowed their team to be a soap opera all season. And when you're talking about all those other things, you're not talking about winning hockey games and the players get asked those things and right now Vegas is lucky that the players are doing all their interviews, you know, in those rooms, two guys going up with their masks on and, and they're not doing the, you know, the reporters aren't in the rooms going, you know, one-on-one with the player whispering awesome. Because there would be a lot more dirt going on right now because the media can't get direct access to the players. And they've been too much of a soap opera, and I think they deserve everything that happens to them. I would say that the majority of people around the National Hockey League want them to fail because of it. And, you know, the lack of loyalty and, you know, the next shiny new object is always better than the object they have. And you look what they did to Dadnoff and what he's been able to do for them. He's one of the big reasons they're still in it. This guy's been scoring important goals. The last little while, since that, you know, whatever that trade was, the trade, no trade, and it's, you know, he, he's been one of their go-to guys. And, you know, their manipulation of the salary cap, I think the league needs to investigate that. All of a sudden, they got, what, seven guys on the long-term IR? Uh, and it's just funny how that worked out with, with Mark Stone coming back. So they've been too much of a soap opera. There's been too much going on there. And uh, I'm kind of in the corner. I don't want them to make it because, because of all the things that have gone on.
0: No question that would be a huge story, uh, Vegas missing the playoffs. So if we swing it back into the East uh, before we let you go, no question that eight teams in the East have uh, aspirations to get to a conference final, if not a, a Stanley Cup final. In your mind, outside of Toronto and Washington, the respective clubs we both follow, who's in line for a first-round crushing loss?
4: Well, th- this is a tough... You know, Toronto's got so much pressure on them with where they're going to go here in, in the playoffs. I think Carolina's right, and they've got... Carolina's got a lot of, of weird injuries going on right now. Both their goaltenders, I don't know what the health mm-hmm. status is today, uh, and Stahl is so important to their possession time. He, go, he goes 17-0, and 17-2... 18 and three in games in the faceoff circle, and for a speed team that likes to possess the puck, if he's not healthy and isn't able to play at 100, that that's a that's a huge shock. And I don't, they change a lot of pieces on their team since the Caps played them in the playoffs and 2019, and it's been it's been such a different look. They're they're not as fast to me as they used to be. But, uh, you know, they still play in the same system, and teams understand. You know, you got to be really good below the face-off dots in your own zone and because that's where, really, the hurricanes kill you, and you got to manage the puck at their blue line because they're really good at turning turn it over and going down and getting you on the odd-man rush. So, but I, I honestly believe that they're in for an upset here early in the playoffs.
0: All right, Alan, we really appreciate your time, man. Uh, thanks for doing this.
4: Yeah. yeah, take care. See you soon. Thanks, Alan. Oh, me.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh... Let's bring in Sammy uh, before we go to break here, and uh, we'll pick up uh, Mike McKenna after the break, and I want to get into Carolina with him as well. Yeah, great. good, Nice, Boston. You know, you just you
1: get into that spot, and you get to play <laughs> Carolina, who softened the playoffs with no goalies.
0: Good. No goalies. Great.
2: Yeah. Just, Boston's okay. in Carolina, and then the winner of okay. the Rangers-Penguins.
0: Good for them. This really pro- happy for them. This whole thing a year later <sighs> uh, for F- Frederick Anderson is playing out Exactly how it did how the Leafs thought it made. a year ago. Yeah, where it's um, okay, you're out. Uh, Caroline is kind of waiting for him, I think, to come back. And I don't know if it's is Anderson. He on the, ice yet? the coaches who, are asking. I'm not sure if he's out Andy. there in a
1: sweatsuit. <laughs> if,
0: if Anderson's like telling them that he's not quite ready. If if they're telling him, don't go back in until you are. But all of a sudden,
2: it's deja vu all over again i mean it's funny you look at all the goaltenders between carolina and toronto there was you know anderson and ranta but there was nadelkovich before that marazic caught in the middle campbell doing like if you had to pick any of the guys you'd take campbell i mean i know freddie's just not available anderson obviously had a vesna caliber season but he's not available and i think there was some concern that would be the issue ranta he's been hurt Mrazek's God knows where. Novakovic terrible. Yeah, when's the Mrazic update <laughs> so, coming? Is that ever happening? No one's even bothering. Is he? So it's where nice. is he? Where is he? Ah. I, I honestly, it's on
1: a
0: beach somewhere. I'm gonna say he's either in the Czech Republic or Cabo, and nowhere yeah. in between. With his 3.9 US. Yeah. All right, if you are, are like us and believe that uh, every one of these teams is at the mercy of their goaltender. And you're going gonna to love our next guest, Mike McKenna, who's one of the best at uh, analyzing all of them for daily face-off. Uh, he's up after the break. You're listening and watching on our live YouTube channel, Real Kipper and Born.